You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Pete Weatherburn, our vet, is here. If you have any questions, I mentioned earlier on, uh, you can get in touch on 087-77-11-103. Now, you want to talk about something particular today. Yeah, um, there's an interesting day happening tomorrow. It's the second animal welfare conference to happen in Ireland, and it's organised by the Department of Agriculture. Um, and um, credit to Minister Simon Coveney for, for setting these up. Um, the last year, the first one happened last year and it was at the um, at Dublin Castle. Tomorrow it's happening at Farm Lay. And what they do is they, they invite in um, a number of different people representing animal welfare groups, animal charities, and indeed um, local authority vets, people who run the pounds. Um, and, they, and they deal with not just issues affecting pet welfare but also tomorrow the program there's this first of all there is stuff about dogs a lot of stuff about dogs um, and cats and after that and um, there's a whole session on equine welfare last year they also covered farm animal welfare and i just think it's great that um our society is taking animal welfare seriously enough that the government is organising a day dedicated to animal welfare. I think it's a really good reflection of the progression of Irish society. What about a day dedicated to enforcement of animal welfare? Well, funny enough, that's actually on the agenda. That is on the agenda because, as you know, one of the really big um, changes that's going to happen in animal welfare in Ireland in the next year is the fact that microchips are going to become compulsory for dogs. So if you buy a puppy after September, it will have to be microchipped and you will get a, a certificate with it. Just like a vehicle registration certificate for a car, you will get a, a certificate of ownership for that puppy from September onwards and from next April, you will have to have one for your dog. So somebody, if your dog says something wrong, um, a, a dog warden or the guards can say to you, where's your certificate of registration of ownership of the dog? And you will have to produce that. So that is something that's coming up in the next year and that will have to be enforced properly otherwise people will just ignore it so that indeed is one of the questions um that's going to be debated tomorrow which should be interesting okay report mm. back to us okay <laughs> now liz was on to us the other day um and the day we were talking about uh, the cats and the neutering any update on that by the way um no the con- discussions are continuing with 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 um louise who came in um and with with with, with the people um who, who manage the apartments and we're hoping that a, a proper feral cat trap um, neuter return scheme will be put into place there um, because it's the logical approach it's what solves feral cat problems and you know there's science behind that and it's it's just it's the answer it's the right answer it's good for the cats and it's good for the apartment dwellers as okay. well well Liz got in touch at the time mm. hi a question for Pete please we have a basset hound and if we leave him out he keeps barking at night time uh, what can we do to prevent this happening all the time cheers Liz and, and don't say bring him in well <laughs> Um, but maybe that's the answer, I don't know. What you need to do is to listen to what he's saying to you. Now, I don't mean listen to woof, 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 woof. You shouldn't get fed up with listening to that. What I mean is, what is he trying to tell you by his barking? Dogs don't just bark for no reason, they bark they bark because they're trying to communicate something. Now, um, there's a number of possibilities that would include, um, yes, that he wants to get back inside. It could include um, he's communicating with other dogs that he can hear. It could include boredom. Dogs get bored and more likely to bark. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different reasons why he might be barking. And you need to work out why he's barking and then address that. And um, 
A very simple reason, for example, is that dogs find themselves in a bare yard or a bare garden, they got nothing to do, and so they bark. So what you can do is to give a dog like that extra long walks. So take him for a 45-minute walk in the morning and a half-hour walk in the evening. So he's got lots of energy-busting stuff going on in his life. And then what you do, so he's already feeling a bit tired, but then what you do, instead of just putting him there with nothing to do, you give him something to do in the garden. For example, um, what I really like is these 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 Kong toys, which you stuff full with You're always going about those. I yeah. am, because they're great. And th- by the way, Kong is just one brand. There's another brand called Squirrel Dude, which is a bit of a long-winded name. Squirrel Dude. They're kind of hard rubber toys that are shaped like squirrels. But... Both of them have got a centre that's a, a big, a big hollowed centre, and what you do is you stuff food into that centre, and you put the thing into the deep freeze, and then you give it to your dog, and your dog will then enjoy playing with that toy because as they play with it and as they chew it they get small treats continually and that means that it it keeps them engaged and keeps them interested in 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 playing with the toy and if you if you can get your dog um involved in a thing like that then they're far less likely to think um you know i'm feeling at a loose end what will i do i know i'll bark they'll be engrossed in in playing with a toy and so they'll they'll that their minds will be kept busy. So that's what you need to do. Um, there's no quick answer. There's no... You, you can get collars that are reputed to stop barking. But, you know, if you don't address the underlying reason why the dog's barking, um, it's going to carry on happening. It's as simple as that. Right. Okay. So, basically, the dog is bored. So you, Most you likely, take the energy out mm-hmm. and you give it some activity. Yes. And the other thing is, you don't give in and just let the dog in because it barks. Because if you do that, you're just teaching the dog to keep barking so that it can get back in. So, you know. <laughs> and the other All thing right. I should say is, it's all very well on a, on a, on a five-minute radio slot to give out glib advice like that. But the reality is that cases like this are much more complicated. And, you know, really what ought to happen is she ought to talk to somebody for half an hour about her whole dog's lifestyle and and then she should um, the, the person who's listened to her should be somebody who's trained in animal behaviour and they should then give her some specific advice dedicated to that particular dog um, because every animal is different every situation is different and you really need a, a, the best answer to any behavioural problem is a, is a careful analysis of every aspect of that um, so okay. um, uh, just one, one uh, question is it too early to talk about hot weather? No, it's been quite hot this week, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So don't leave the dog in the car, basically, with the windows closed. That's, well, that, that, yeah, that's, that's the main that's, thing. That's the simplest thing. Um, not for not for any length of time at all. It's dangerous. Every year we see dogs dying because they're left in cars, and owners hadn't realised how how hot the car got when it you know when it's sitting there parked. It becomes for, a glass house, isn't it? It's a glass house, and as well as that, it's a glass house with a heater inside it, because. Dogs act as heaters because they um, produce body heat. Um, so you know, and, and they lose heat by putting out heat through the, through their hot breath when they're panting. So it's like not just like a greenhouse; it's like a greenhouse with the heater on inside it. So you can imagine how hot that gets. And did they react earlier than we do? I suppose if they've got a lot of fur and yes, uh, that's true. They overheat here. more quickly and they can't sweat. We at least can sweat if we get too hot. They can't sweat. The only way they can lose heat is by radiation, which means heat coming out of their body, and heat isn't going to come out of their body if they're in a hot car. Heat's going to go into their body instead of going out of their body, and they also lose heat by panting. But the same thing applies. Panting only works if the environment around the dog is cooler than the dog. So if, 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 the, if the environment around the dog is hotter than the dog, then panting's actually going to make them even hotter rather than cooler. So, right. Yeah. And do you bring any water? Is that it? Well, I think it's sensible to travel with water with your dog. If you're going, even for taking a dog for a drive, 
take a water bowl with you. You can get special non-spill water bowls designed for that purpose to sit in the back of your car and even if they slosh around with car movement, they don't spill because they've, they've got a special kind of rim built into them that Seriously? stops them from spilling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea. I know, um, I've seen people bring sort of these two-litre bottles of water with the dish in the back and they stop, basically. You uh, can do that as well. You, know, you uh, can do that too. But whatever, you should you should pay attention to the fact that dogs need water, not just because we like to have water and we're hot, but because they lose water by panting. So if, they don't, if they're not given extra water, they get dehydrated on top of getting too hot, and that's a, a double whammy. Okay, very good. Mm. Thanks very much indeed, Pete. Okay. Okay. I'll talk to you next week about how we get on tomorrow at the Animal Welfare Conference. Yeah, please do. And you're back on your bike now, are you? I am indeed. With the big flag that says, Go Cycling! <laughs> <laughs> Cars bad! Uh, I'm an enthusiast. <laughs> it's definitely, especially through a busy town like Bray, um, going around on your bike is a, a really quick way to travel. Two wheels good, four <laughs> wheels bad. Yeah. Nice slogan, nice slogan. Hey, it's what, 1984? That's it. George Orwell. Oh, he was he was all about legs rather than wheels, yeah. but, yeah. but, but <laughs> it transfers quite nicely, doesn't it? All right, thanks, Pete. Thank you. Uh, Pete is from Bray Vet and Old Connor in Bray, and you can hear this broadcast again on Pete's website, which is petethevet.com.